Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. a beautiful day in the neighborhood a beautiful day in the neighborhood won't you talk with me won't you talk with me won't you be my neighbor hi neighbor hey i'm trying trying something new I'm i like it going the mr rogers yeah the mr rogers that's route classic there. man yeah it is classic followed by daniel tiger's neighborhood was also good yeah that was that was too that was too new for me i was you know you didn't like Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood? No, not at all. It was, You're killing me, Smalls. No, it, was, it was too modern. You know, <laughs> I like the I like the I like the classic Mr. Rogers. It was just classic. It was simple. It was nice, soothing. Yeah, he was kind of relaxing, but sometimes he was boring. He 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 could be boring as you got a little older, right? Right. There was something soothing about him as well. There was, there was, and it, the fact that he had all these nice little toys and neighbors. And what a better time! To be soothing than now. Mm. But I never did get why he changed in from one shoe to another shoe. Parachute to the other pair of shoes because we just took off our shoes. Very good point. Right? And, and didn't he change from one sweater to another sweater? Yes, he did. Whoever wears a sweater at home? <laughs> I guess he must have lived. His neighborhood must have been in Alaska. Even then, I wear a hoodie. I don't like put on a like a car. It was a nice red cardigan. That's like what I would go to like a Christmas party to. Well, you know, Mr. Rogers was very eccentric. Mm, he was. So. Hey, welcome to the Diversity on a Hill podcast. That's right. We're glad already in us. progress. Yes, we're glad you're with us again. <laughs> go ahead, man. We're just talking all over each other. Yeah, right? man. We want to we want to talk about diverse uh, topics, and we just we just dove into Mr. Rogers today, just because I started singing. We like it. You sang very nicely. So that's PJ you're listening to initially. Yeah. And I know you guys are still figuring out where you're going to call me, but I guess we'll go with PK for now. PK, I like it. You like PK? Yeah. yeah. All right. That works, man. Aren't, aren't you a pastor's kid? I am, but... So it works on two levels. I didn't grow up PK, though. That's okay. You are now, though. <laughs> are am. you still your father's son? Yes. So in his heart, you're still a kid? Maybe. Totally. <laughs> totally. We'll see. I know my daughters are yeah, still yeah. kids in mine, but there you go. Well, it works. On, works on two levels. So PJ and PK here, delivering today's message um, or topic. But first, we want to say once again, welcome. We hope you're listening. If you haven't listened to the previous ones, listen to previous ones uh, so you know what we're about. Um, today, we're gonna dive a little into a different subject. Today, are we? We are. Are we gonna go like taboo topic? Well, I don't like ta taboo is a weird word. It, it's a topic that might get some of us in trouble <laughs> because when you were a kid, did you ever hear the, the topic? Don't talk about religion or politics. Yes. Right. So on this podcast, we will talk about religion because we're pastors. Yes. And we've delved into that a little bit, not a ton, mm -hmm. but we haven't gone into politics yet. So Ooh. what better time than now? Well, here we go. So today we're going to talk about politics. So the question is this. Do you want to get on the hill immediately or did you want to give them that little musical interlude? What do you guys want? 
Hold on, I'm hearing no one's talking. So I, I, let's just get let's just dive right into it. Let's right. go on the hill. On the hill with PJ and PK. Here we go. Which is interesting because they call. Don't they call the the place where they make decisions like the hill? Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill. Boom. It's perfect. Oh, it's like, good segue. I, yeah, I know. Well, let's go to the Capitol Hill. All right. So here's the first thing. Oh, first thing. Okay. Go ahead. Go for it. So let's define politics. Mm, do you have a definition? Because I'm not ready for that. So dictionary.com tells us or defines politics as the science or art of political government. Don't you love it? When you read a definition and it just puts the word back in it in its <laughs> different form. Yeah. And you're like, that didn't explain anything to at me. all. No, thank you. So the second one might be a little bit more helpful. OK, though. it says the practice or profession of conducting political affairs. Wait, wait it just said political. Oh, so uh, I just looked up political. All right. Course. Go ahead. Help me out. Relating to the government or the public affairs of a country. OK, which dictionary did you use? Uh, Google dictionary. or So Bing probably dictionary. Oxford. No, I don't know what it did, but I you see you did what did you put in? Politics? Yes. I put in political. Oh, got right. it. Got so it. So obviously we're dealing with government and laws and regulation and affairs that have to do with the country. But politics also, you know, we could talk about church politics. Mm -hmm. And so it's just basically the the systems that are put in place to try to get policies and try to get people to move in a certain direction. Right. But so when we think politics in our sense, we're going to be talking about the government. We're going to be talking about voting. We're going to be talking about policies and regulations that have to do on an institutional um, level that has to do with our government and our country. Right. So we're actually going to encourage people to vote because this year they get to vote in November. Well, we'll get to that. OK. Because I might have something to say about that. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, I look forward to it. Right, right, right. So here's my my thinking, though. When mm -hmm. it comes to political affairs, we start to to get an idea that it's a profession of conducting yourself in a particular manner when it comes to government. So that means that there are people involved, number one, mm -hmm. and, I, and I have an, 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 an opinion about when people get involved. Mm, yeah. And that is because people are involved, it's already broken. Mm, interesting. So my mom always told me this. Okay. Now, I want to talk about the work, but I'm going to talk about just it kind of bleeds over into just whenever people are involved. It just says she said the work is a perfect work, but it's in imperfect hands. Mm. So when it comes to government, when it comes to politics, I believe because people are involved and everyone is imperfect except for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Then if that's the case, then politics could potentially be broken. OK, I, you know what? I like where you're going there. That actually has to do with it. Another top no, that'll get us down a rabbit hole that we should not go this time. Okay. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you a question. Ask away. I'm going to be interviewer here. PK. Go ahead, PJ. Are you a Republican or a Democrat? That's real personal, isn't it? No, it's fine. Okay. The answer is neither. You're neither. That's correct. Okay. So, so when you registered to vote, are you registered to vote? I am. You put what did you put then? Independent. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. All right. I, I will. Uh, uh, I'm independent as well, but I will tell you I am a recovering Democrat. OK, <laughs> explain yeah. that a little bit. Well, I, I when I started to vote, I voted Democrat. I, I aligned with the Democratic Party mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we'll get a little bit more into the the partisan politics here. The, okay. But this is how I wanted to dive in, into there. So I'm Sounds a recovering good. Democrat. I voted Democrat. I, you know, 
was kind of aligned with that party, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, as, I was never extremely political. Mm-hmm. But when pop, political season would come, I would, you know, kind of align more with that side of thinking for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what I mean by it. But I'm recovering because I am now independent. And I like to call myself politically agnostic. Oh, that's nice. I like that term. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I consider myself now. or That's what I'm striving to be. I'm striving to be politically agnostic. Well, I have a confession to make. When okay. I was growing up in public school, mm-hmm. um, I was exposed to politics in the sense that we created, uh, we would vote in our classroom. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening was the teacher tried to get kids to represent the different people who were running and what have you. And I noticed that a lot of my friends, and me included following the crowd, would try to vote for the quote-unquote winning person. Mm. So it wasn't even like a political affiliation. It was just, who's going to win? Oh, I'm voting for this person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, then I'm going to vote for them too because I want to be a winner when it comes to voting. Right? Um, But then as I got a little bit older, then I realized... Oh man, as a Christian, I need to vote Republican. Oh, okay. Right? Because Republicans stand up for religious freedom mm. and all of these wonderful things, right? Okay. And then as I got even older, now I'm getting to the point where I can actually vote. Mm-hmm. Then I realized, man, I really love people. Mm. And I really want to uh, speak on, not not speak on behalf of, but support a party that is about the people. Okay. And then I kind of shifted, like, in that mentality into being a Democrat. So you're saying that Republicans aren't for people. Okay, cool. I hear what you're saying. Well, we'll talk about that a little <laughs> bit later. <laughs> Just trying to get and you then, in trouble. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> and then, as I got even older, and I would assume a little bit wiser, mm-hmm. then I was like, you know what? I just need to stand for what's right. Mm. And I don't care if it's Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever it is. All right. Um, And that's where I stand now. All right. Well, that's good because we, we, you know, let's let's jump straight into this because I believe politics is a super important subject, especially in today's world. Mm -hmm. As politics start to become, in my mind, more partisan. And what that means is more for one party or more for the other party. There seems to be, from what I can see on social media and news outlets, there seems to be a disconnect of working together. Oh, yeah. There's strong polarization. I mean, it's unbelievably strong. Yes. And it's what we're facing right now. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation and being so open and honest about it. Um, So your journey was always like once you had the opportunity to vote Democrat all the way and then you kind of backed away what what led you to to back away from it or to recover from it so here's my journey is interesting because it hasn't led me to vote a a different way but i've had a different way of thinking and here's my next here's my next confession Mm -hmm. in the last election i did not vote well thank you for sharing that yeah and most people i I hate the fact that people say well you didn't vote so you have no right to complain Mm mm-hmm I don't believe that's a true statement. Okay. First of all, because I didn't vote. So, <laughs> hey, I want to come. You no. can defend yourself. Yeah, Go yeah. ahead. No, but um, my my reason for not voting was I was not comfortable with where we were as a nation and where either candidate was, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I personally stood. And so 
I didn't tell anyone. I didn't do anything. Uh, you know, my family voted who could, but me, I just decided to stay out of the fray. And as I've done a little bit of research into our own church history, the Seventh-day Adventist church history, mm-hmm. and quotes on Ellen White as well, I found that that's actually not that uncommon. Hmm. It's interesting. But we'll get into that in a second. I want to ask you another question before we get into that. Okay. Um, we're bo- we both come from Hispanic communities. Yes. And sometimes there's stereotypes that are, are put on minorities as voting mainly Democrat. Mm-hmm. Did you find that to be true in your community? Not as much. Okay. Uh, I, oh, I found that the most Hispanics that I know were actually Republicans. Yes, that's where I was, that's where I was gonna go. Okay. Uh, at least where I grew up, you heard more people saying, look, you need to vote Republican. And that's interesting. And I think that comes from the, the highly conservative Catholic background that most Hispanics come from, mm-hmm. of protecting the religious freedoms mm-hmm. and the religious things that a lot of times the Republican Party at least portrays um, or caters to mm-hmm. in, in, in some, of their, some of their talking points. Right. Because I, I found that interesting because a lot of people think that as minorities we would vote Democrat, but... And especially with things like immigration. Uh, but in all honesty, most Hispanics vote Republican. You can see that with the Goya guy. Do you remember that controversy a few weeks ago? Nope. You didn't, you didn't know about that? What happened? So the Goya guy is praising Trump and saying how one, a wonderful oh. leader he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Goya foods. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, then yeah. Cortez bashes him and says, we need to boycott. I'm not, I'm not doing any of the Goya beans anymore. <laughs> And most people were like, oh, I can't believe it. But I believe it because most of the Hispanics I knew voted for Trump probably. So anyways, mm-hmm. we got a little sidetracked. No, there. no, no. You're fine. And and yeah, but growing up, going back to what we were talking about, it was the idea of you you aligned yourself with the political party that most uh, supported your moral ideals, if mm-hmm. you will. But what's interesting to me is – what if that party doesn't support it the way you think? Mm. Then should you just blindly follow it? Because we label ourselves oftentimes based on that concept. I, I mean, now let me just not blanket statement it, but but oftentimes mm-hmm. we label ourselves based on uh, what the ideal of that par- particular party is. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, are they behaving in that way? Mm-hmm. Or do I just blindly vote for whoever it is because they're the one that's going to most closely reflect it? Like, I don't... And this is why I'm independent now. Right. And I'm, I'm independent as well, or agnostic more, more so. Okay. Uh, that's even... A, because both... In my estimation... Now, now realize, folks, this is our, our opinion. Um, but I feel like mo- both parties have their strengths and have their weaknesses, right? As Christians... We notice that the one party will say, you know, we're anti-abortion, we're pro-life. Mm-hmm. And obviously, as a Christian, I believe in that concept. Right. Um, they, they promote the narrative of uh, the traditional home mm-hmm. and traditional marriage. Yep. As a Bible-believing Christian, that's what I believe. Okay. Right? I believe in the biblical concept of marriage. Right. However, how do we 
how do we proceed with that tradition is an important thing, because can we force that upon other people when God didn't force it upon us? Mm. So once again, I, as I've said one other time, I don't think legislation changes people. Hearts change people. Mm. Uh, but then we have a, t- a look on the other side, who to me is more, um, would we say, permissive in things that I believe aren't morally up to my standards. Mm-hmm. However, their immigration policy, to me, once again to me, represents more of a biblical representation of a little bit more inclusiveness and not quite as closed. Right. Now, I know there's a lot of nuance in there. I don't want to hear, well, here's why and this, this, this. I understand there's a lot of nuance, but I'm just saying in generals. Um, and also, there seems to be a, a, a less tolerance of mistakes later in life sometimes. And so when they talk about pro-life, you know, are they talking about the totality of life? Mm. You know, they don't believe, uh, you know, one believes more in social uh, help while others like, no, help, help yourself. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's yes. Right. Yeah, I believe in both of those. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, we need to help people. So there there's obviously t- to me, there is a polarization to me in, in, in both parties. Like mm-hmm. I believe in principles in both parties and I strongly disagree in principles of both parties. Makes sense. And again, this goes to that comment we were making before in previous podcasts when uh, episodes, when we were talking about, look, if you filter your Christianity through your political affiliation, mm. it's really going to to put you on the wrong side either way. Mm. And the idea is we want to filter our political views through our Christian lens. And if that's the case, then we will find out that no party has it all covered biblically. Mm. And why is that? Why is that no party has it covered biblically because we're humans you know i think it's more than that though and politics is broken <laughs> because yeah, I, we're humans i agree with it, but we could say that about the church as well true well the church is broken so it doesn't stand for christ and biblical things that's not necessarily true where i feel like we're losing it here a little bit here is to me politics is trying to build a kingdom on this earth i hear that now i understand that we need r- rules and laws but if we take a look at it and and this is where I this is where my pet peeve has recently come in with Christians and politics, mm-hmm. and I'll include myself in this because when I vote, I vote in a way many times that preserves my way of life. Okay. That preserves my, let's say I don't want to be taxed more. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I might be like ah, I don't want to be taxed. So let me vote on this particular thing so I'm not taxed. Right. Right. But then I ask myself, am I voting to do what's right or am I voting to protect my kingdom in my way of living? Yeah. I mean, and, and here's and, 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 so I hear what you're saying and, and I agree. I agree with what your premise. You don't have to. But your face is saying you don't agree. So well, no, tell no it it's me. not that I don't agree. I'm saying I agree with your premise. My mm-hmm. thinking is, though, I take it a step further and I'm saying I'm going to keep banging this drum. Mm hmm. The issue with politics is when you're saying is is it more than than the fact that it's broken? But what I'm getting at is when people are involved, mm-hmm. people want to push what they think or see or deem as right or beneficial or beneficial to them. Right, right. So so I that's what I'm saying. I agree with your premise, but mm-hmm. I'm saying I go further than that mm-hmm. because my thought process is I go back again beating the drum with this whole concept that 
most of the time, even in politics, it's about power. Mm -hmm. It's about influence. And then at the end of the day, it boils down to the fact that I want to be right more than fostering the relationship. Mm -hmm. So our, our forefathers, when they established this whole concept of politics, if I'm understanding correctly, I'm not a historian. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, this is an impromptu, uncut conversation. So there's no real investigation that happened here. Mm -hmm. But anyhow, there's the idea. They did. They wanted to avoid the polarization that we have right now. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they put these, quote unquote, protections in place of a two party system mm-hmm. is so people can work together mm. because together and finding compromise, we would be able to more effectively um, look over or watch or meet the needs of more people. Right. And what's happening now is it's like these two parties that are super strong and it's not them trying to work together to make it better. It's I want it this way. Sure. And and so, yeah, there, there, there seems to be no learn. Each party would be happy if they were the only party. Exactly. Which is which is sad. Exactly. Because you want people to be exactly like you and not be diverse in the way that God has called us to be diverse. There you go. We brought it back to the title, Diverse City. <laughs> no, but in going back to, to what I said, so so I want people to understand this. When it comes to politics, I am trying to come to a place where I'm making decisions based on my biblical beliefs mm-hmm. and based upon what Scripture's telling me. And here's what Scripture tells me in Daniel 2. What does it tell you? Which is very important to most Seventh-day Adventists. And they will t- tell you that prophecy is important, yet they don't seem to be reading prophecy in the correct context of politics, in my estimation. In the end, we have the you know the statues, the kingdom, King Nebuchadnezzar. We're not going into the whole story, mm-hmm. but at the end, there's this kingdom that's set up and it's you know doesn't mix clay and and and, and iron, iron. And clay, yes, clay and iron. Mm-hmm. I, I had a brain freeze there. It's all right. Clay and iron, and they don't mix. And we sometimes say that that's the European Union, but I'm wondering if that's the whole. Earth. It is that the doesn't whole earth. mix, right? Yeah. I think it even goes beyond that. That hit me the other day, and I'm like, wait, this isn't just talking about that. This is talking about everything. That's right. And here we are, even now, trying to protect these kingdoms like King Nebuchadnezzar did. Mm-hmm. We're trying to protect these kingdoms by prescribing to a certain party, by pres- prescribing to a certain way of thinking, so that we can preserve our nice homes, so that we can preserve our jobs, so we can preserve our tax status, so we can preserve whatever it is, when in the end of that dream, a big rock comes and destroys that kingdom. That's right. All of them. All of them. Well, the other ones have already been, you know, they had passed on. conquered. Yeah, they had passed on, but, yeah. And then this kingdom grows, and the kingdom of God looks a lot different than ours does. <laughs> well, I sure hope so. The political system looks a lot different. Mm-hmm. It's a theocracy, and and you can get you can read the Bible and read it. And I feel like when you read what God had set up for the Israelites when they came out of Egypt, I think you might be blown away about the concepts that God was using. There was some really weird concepts in there for government. There were. There I were. I mean, for us. Now, now, here's the thing. Before we, we, we run into that, that next topic, I see where you're taking us, and I like it. I, I just wanted to kind of put a pause real quick. You do. So, so I we don't can even know where I'm going. <laughs> Thank you, though. Well, I can see where you're going. Okay, but cool. It's all right. Maybe <laughs> we spend enough time together. We're, we're, we're kind of figuring this out. But, but the idea is this. 
as Christians, mm -hmm. growing up, mm -hmm. I would hear it's a Democrat uh, president that's going to bring the end times mm. because they're so liberal, mm -hmm. right? And then it was like, oh, the more you look at it, then it's like, no, I've heard a Republican's going to do it because they're going to force people, religion onto people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, as Christians... If, if we're talking, you know, focusing on politics and saying, well, I don't want to vote for a Democrat because they might bring the end mm -hmm. or I don't want to vote for a Republican because they might bring the end. The point is the end is coming no regardless of who the who yeah. the party or what party is who the president is. It's coming. Yeah. And, and my thought process is why wouldn't we embrace the coming of the end? Well, because we want others to know, like I think the early church. The, our early church said, don't vote to bring the end. Vote to pro proclaim the, the gospel and, and vote for religious freedoms. Don't vote to do it on purpose. Right. But what I'm saying is either way, we don't know who's bringing it. We don't. We're, always, we're, we're not always. We're trying sometimes to figure stuff out that we're not going to know. So then it's like, why even bother with trying to figure out and just vote based on, again, religious freedoms morality mm -hmm. right and equity mm. like that's that's my my thinking when it comes to politics it's like is this something that is going to benefit everyone well yeah and they're taking the, they're taking their politics and they're taking their biblical worldview and they're trying to fuse them like you said and trying to make it make sense in their mind when i read prophecy it almost sounds like everyone's going to come together against god's people thank you and so I just want to be on God's side. Thank you. That, that might be it. Well, let me ask you this. So there have been some interesting quotes that have been coming around. Uh, John MacArthur, he, Ooh, he had like an interesting quote, and I think we have a rebuttal by someone we know well. Um, we don't know personally well, but right. <laughs> our church knows well. Um, he, he basically said, and uh, I, I didn't see the whole comment, but he said, mm -hmm. you can't be a Republican or you can't be a Christian and vote Democrat, or you can't, only Christians vote Republican. <laughs> and so that was interesting. Now, I had read, uh, I have read other articles, by the way, on the other side that said, I'm a, I read one article that says, I am an Adventist, and because of that, I'm a Democrat. And I read all their reasonings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it was very interesting, because in both of those, I found some extremely large holes in the way they, in the way they describe those arguments. Okay. Um, they tend to underplay the parts of the gospel uh -huh. that go against their party. They justify it, and they're like, well, that's not as important as this part, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or this isn't as important as this part. But anyways, either way, if I were to say you can't be an Adventist and vote Democrat, or you can't be Adventist and vote Republican. Or independent. Or, or independent. Is there an independent party? Well, the idea is they, they have president or candidates, sorry, potential uh, candidates that run independent. There's the Green Party, yeah. yeah. Anyways, Ty Gibson came out with a very interesting thing. Kersia, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So check this out. He wrote a book, an IG book called— That's Instagram for those of you who don't know what IG is. Thank you. It's called <laughs> or titled Bad Sex. What? According to Bible Prophecy. What does this have to do with politics? We'll see here in a sec. Check this out. Chapter one, he titled it The Prophetic View. 
And we're going to take a quick moment just to read this to you. It's not that long because it's an IG book, right? So here's the idea. Instagram book. Thank you. Over the weekend, <laughs> John MacArthur insisted that you can't be a Christian and vote Democrat, that voting Republican is equivalent to being a Christian. Without any political agenda of my own, may I offer a prophetic point of view. Chapter 2, a zero-sum game is what he titled Chapter 2. According to the book of Revelation, the world will end by means of a majority voting block of Christians, creating a zero-sum game in which allegiance to the state and to God will be made equivalent. Hmm. Chapter 3, Church and State. John explains that the citizenry, citizenry, sorry, citizenry. That's a tough word. It's a horrible word citizenry, for me right now. Yeah, yeah. Citizenry, thanks. Will be forced to express their loyalty to God in compliance with legislated political mandate or suffer financial penalties and finally the death penalty under a state-run church-instigated persecution. And by the way, that is the traditional Adventist belief in prophecy. Thank you for the clarification. Chapter 4, a prostituting church. What? Well, well. John graphically <laughs> depicts a whore riding on the back of a beast, symbolizing the church prostituting herself to the state while occupying the position of dominance in the illicit sexual liaison of politics and religion. Ooh. Yeah, that's deep. All right, chapter five. Okay. A resistance movement. The minority resistance movement, according to John, will be the real followers of the Lamb, Christ, in God's estimation. While looking like they are anti-Christian to the prostituting church. Mm. Final chapter. Chapter 8. Mm. Conditioning. <laughs> May I suggest that by selling yourself out to any political party as God's party, you are conditioning yourself to receive the mark of the beast in the forehead, your belief system, or in your hand, compliance for financial security. The end. Mm. I mean, I can't say it much better than that. That guy's a genius in the way he wrote that. Absolutely. I mean, that is that is my thoughts to a T on when it comes to politics and the church. Well, that's just it. Like if we align ourselves with God and we're on God's party, we understand what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. If if we would not be prisoners of the moment and try to, you know, align ourselves with what's happening right right now, we would understand prophecies pointing to the fact that this lamb-like beast that has two horns and speaks like a dragon, mm -hmm. we've all embraced in Adventist thinking that that's the United States of America. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, we mm -hmm. need to be very careful in how we are approaching or getting heavily engaged in politics as it pertains to partisanry. 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 <laughs> no, I, I believe that is that is an extreme danger, and we aren't. There may be some quotes here that we may do that may think we are piling on one one side or the other, but I want to make it clear: I do not believe that either party, at this point in time, is really thinking about the will of God. And look, and I'm glad you said that, and I want to put my my two cents in there too, in the sense of. We did not know we were both independents. Oh, we did not. I, I we had, did not discuss that. I was so that hoping was... you were like Democrat. <laughs> I was really hoping else. that. Yeah, well, it was funny because when I went to get my driver's license uh, in Georgia, the, the person 
uh, when I registered for voting, registered me as a Democrat. He didn't even ask me. He just really, did. yeah, just looked at me and just so racial profiling. Oh, I wonder why. Oh, but anyhow, okay, all right. so so the idea is, you know, we didn't know this, and again, it's not piling on either or. We're trying to stand in that place where we're wanting to be on God's party, and understanding what the reality is based on our understanding of prophecy. Okay, so. Let me ask you this question. How was Jesus involved in the political system? Do you have any idea? Like, have you thought about that before? I hadn't, honestly. No. Um, but I do believe that that the one time, we use it a lot when it comes to um, holidays and that kind of stuff within the church, where we're like, you know, you just render to Caesar what is Caesar's. Mm -hmm. and, and that conversation when Jesus dropped that bit, right? Okay. So I don't know if that was kind of his political statement where it's like, you know, you live on this earth even though you're not of this earth. Mm -hmm. And you're going to do things that are earthly. So be involved in that, but always keep me, God, mm -hmm. superior. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven is exactly. what he often said. Mm -hmm. And then all these other things shall be added unto you, which is what I was talking about. Sometimes we protect them. I've heard more about Jesus in the political realm when it comes to social justice mm -hmm. and how he stood for social justice and he was involved there. But when we look at it carefully, we need to be careful even there because Jesus did involve himself in that to a certain degree. But it's interesting because people, when people use Jesus and how he was involved politically, he got involved politically a little bit when it came into this church structure, never to the worldly structure. He never went to Rome and Caesar and was like, listen, you need to do this and do that. He did talk to uh, soldiers who, who asked him, hey, what should we do? Mm -hmm. He talked to them on an individual basis or on a group basis when they asked him questions. But he wasn't at the, he wasn't like picketing outside of, of Pilate's castle. The only time he talked to Pilate was when Pilate brought him in. And he really didn't even say much then. He didn't even say much then. The only thing he said, you're in power because my father put you in power. That's right. Right? And you need to be careful. I know the truth. But people seem to think that Jesus was this political firecracker when he was within the church, when right. it was the church leaders oppressing the church. He's like, hey, listen, you can't be doing that. You're hypocrites. Well, if Jesus came to establish his kingdom mm -hmm. on earth, then it goes back to the statement you started out with, that politics is about establishing our kingdom here. Mm. So Jesus wasn't busy trying to establish his kingdom here. That's what everybody thought he was going to do. Exactly. And that's why they missed him. That's the point. Are we falling into the same trap? Are we Ooh. falling into the same trap? That's a good question. So are we so worried about this kingdom that when Jesus comes again, even though we know prophecy, we are totally going to miss it because we're so worried about this kingdom. Wow. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, that's. That's just mind-blowing to me how we fall into the same pattern of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And by the way, there were two political parties within the church, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and he never really took sides. He didn't. Notice he didn't say the Pharisees are right. I mean, he did say like, hey, this, is, this particular thing is right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But he never took sides. That's right. Because he was only on God's side. That's it. And he was trying to bring us to his kingdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And his kingdom was love. He just kept saying, I'm going to tell you what it's about. Right. It's about love, loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. And and this is where um, it gets me because it's like we know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think we have a greater responsibility mm -hmm. to lift Christ up even more. Mm. Understanding that this is not our home. 
oftentimes if, if what you're saying is right, and I believe that it is, and politics has become just me worried about my comfort, then that is selfish. Mm. And that is truly the opposite of love. Hate isn't the opposite of love, by the way. It's selfishness. Oh, that sounds like another episode. I know, right? <laughs> Anyways, I want to I want to go a little bit. Uh, so I know that some people, you know, wh- what about you know Ellen White? Well, Ellen White actually has something to say to this. By she the way. did. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up because I was gonna. We, we probably had, had the it. same one. Go ahead. Um, I don't know. Um, the Lord would have people bury political questions. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. On these themes, silence is eloquence. Christ calls upon his followers to come into unity on pure gospel principles, which are plainly revealed in God's words. So those are the things we should be standing for. Mm -hmm. We cannot, listen to this, we cannot safely vote for political parties. (laughs) What? Oh, you better read that again. We cannot safely vote for political parties, for we do not know who we are voting for. And some people are like, no, I do. I know the Republican Party. No, you don't. You don't know. You don't know these people. You don't know what's going on. We cannot safely take part in any political scheme. (laughs) And if you think about politicals, each side is saying the other one is scheming. Yep. And the other one is wrong. Because everything is turned political. And we'll talk about that in a second. We cannot labor uh, to please men who will use their influence to repress religious liberties and to set oppression, I mean, operation, oppressive measures to lead or compel their fellow man to keep Sunday as Sabbath. And so she gets into that. Like, once again, that was what uh, Ty was talking about, too, when you're compelling people. But she plainly states, do not vote for political parties. That's it. Stay out of the political party realm because... That's not our party. That's it. I mean, you know, it makes me think about like um, this whole debate on, on on music when that was popular with me growing up. And it was like, you know, you shouldn't listen to this kind of music or that kind of music or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then there was this one song in the album that was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then now you have that that technology with 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 uh, I, uh, Apple Music and with Spotify and stuff like that, where you don't have to listen to a whole album. You can actually select that one song. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, I like this song. And you can go ahead and pick and choose. I think it's the same idea. Like, it's not about the party Mm -hmm. itself because everyone in that party does not see everything the same anyways. Right. Yeah. But then it's a matter of choosing the candidate or the person that stands more uh, in reflection of or on the side of how God would want us to behave. So, So how do we stay out of the fray? Notice I rhymed that too. Yeah, no, was well good. done. <laughs> How do we stay out of the fray? Well, uh, stay- and stay away out of the parties. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, how about going back to what I said earlier? Mm-hmm. Don't worry about being the winning vote. Mm. What? Here, or what's or popularity? Like the popular vote? Yeah. Like that's part of the challenge. Or what's even popular with your fellow Christians or your your church or members. your friends or your friends? I mean, to me, the stay out of the fray. You stay biblical. Of course. You get into the Bible and you say, what does the Bible say about this topic? Well, look, I'll tell you even more. The majority is not always right. The majority isn't always right. That's true. As a matter of fact, the majority or the crowd is normally wrong. Okay. Sure. I don't agree with that, but okay. But it's not the there, is a good, there is a good portion of the... The majority say murder is bad, by the way. Yeah, but that's all right, biblical. All right, all right. That's the biblical. What I'm saying is <laughs> most of the time when there's a crowd... Yeah, yeah. 
it's probably well when they're be careful because we talked about protests are the crowd of protesters wrong well you, you, not you, the crowd of what they were doing but they, their behavior of rioting no no i'm not talking about rioting i'm just saying some people think the protesters are wrong. anyways we're we're going back into that rabbit all right right, right. so anyway. let's not go in there all right so here's here's my <laughs> sorry point. i was here's just being point. mean and fighting with you just no, to fight hey it's okay so here's the point <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to follow the crowd Mm-mm. and if macarthur's right and there are people who buy into that concept that the Christian crowd mm-hmm. needs to vote Republican. Mm-hmm. Or on the uh, let's be let's be fair here, because he didn't say Christian, but Joe Biden did say at one point, if you're black, you can't That's vote fair. Democrat. That's fair. Like That's a Democrat, fair. you can't be black and still vote Democrat, then you're not black. That's that's a similar statement, not with religion, but with you know, your your identity as a person. Mm-hmm. And so both parties are using these things to, and any time a statement like that is made a blatant statement, you got to know that I have to start thinking about this. But look, let's, let's go another direction. Like let's, let's the political game, right? Because it's a game. Okay. Biden's running mate. Mm-hmm. You think that wasn't strategic? I was totally strategic. To get a black woman. We know it was strategic. He, he wants, he's trying to win two votes there. Totally. The woman vote and the black vote. Right. But then the question he's is, playing the po- he's playing game. the political game. So this is why I'm saying, if we understand this is a game, right? And it's they're playing the game to have power, right? And enforce what they think is right. Mm-hmm. Then, Auntie Ellen was right. And, and, and by the way, I'm not saying that was a wrong or right pick. I'm not saying that Kamala should or should. Oh no, no, I'm not saying that either. No, no, I know you're not. But what I'm what I'm, my point is, I'm getting that is that Kamala ran against Biden, and accused him of some things, mm-hmm. and wasn't nice about it. And now she's running with him, so she's playing the political game as well. But let's not pretend that either side doesn't play the political game. They're both playing the political games. And and here's where I feel like we how how do we get out of this? I noticed that in my life when I was a Democrat, I listened a lot to Democratic news outlets. Oh yeah, and I noticed that a lot of my Republican friends listen to a lot of Republican media outlets, mm-hmm. which a pet peeve of mine, they are still mainstream media, by the way. They're all mainstream media. They are all If mainstream. you're listening to them, they're mainstream media. Exactly. <laughs> um, so what does mainstream media mean? Let's not get into that. That's okay, another okay, topic. Okay. <laughs> but what I'm saying is we fall, we get into these echo chambers because we want to listen to the person who agrees with us. Mm-hmm. And that is dangerous. Yes. We should never only listen to the people. And, and I, mean, I even felt... I fall prey to that all the time. Do you know why? Because I don't like listening to something that makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. When I go on YouTube and I see something that that disagrees with my my political or my religious ideas, I like I don't want to click on it. Ah. Sometimes mm-hmm. I force myself though to to listen to the perspective to strengthen my perspective to know what the arguments are, but also to to realize maybe there's a place where I am wrong. Am mm-hmm. I truly open the truth? If you're truly open the truth and tro- truly open to God's will, first and foremost, you read the Bible. Yes, and take everything back to Scripture. Amen. First and foremost. Second, be able to listen to people with differing opinions because yes. if not, you're not going to grow, which yes. is our fifth principle. Grow. Mm-hmm. How can you grow if you're only listening to the same person say the same thing and they have an agenda? Do you know why there is an MSN and a Fox? Because Fox News knows their their lane and MSN knows their lane. Mm-hmm. MSN knows if they're pro-Trump, 
they're going to stop. People are going to stop listening to them. Yep. Fox knows if they're pro Joe Biden, there's going to be people who are going to stop listening to them. Yep. And so they stay in their lane and they stay with the people their fan base. Their fan base. Yeah. And 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 here's the thing. There's always two sides to a story. Yeah. One side is n- almost never right. And that's and this is why it's so again, Auntie Ellen is right. Now, for those of you who don't know who Auntie Ellen is, it's my uh, uh, kind way of referring to Ellen White uh, because she's like that aunt that you listen to, even though she's telling you the same thing your parents are telling you, but you don't want to listen to your parents. And, you know, God is our Heavenly Father. But then we, we want to listen to her. So anyways, I call her Auntie Ellen. But Auntie Ellen is right that we should not align ourselves uh, with any particular party. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, it wasn't from reading that quote that I made the decision to be independent. Mm. It's just something that I grew into just in my walk with the Lord. So what I'm trying to get at is highlight what you said earlier. We have to stand based on a thus saith the Lord. We have to. Even when it comes to politics. And 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 we need to do that when it comes to our we, we didn't talk about this either, but you know, everything turns political. The problem is, is when you're on one side, everything turns political. Yep. Let's talk about the coronavirus. Let's talk Uh-oh. about mask wearing. Let's Uh-oh. talk about Black Lives Matter. <laughs> All those things. Instead of us going back to the scripture and saying, what should I do? We say, well, what is my political party saying about it? Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting how there was some interesting news that came out just today about how Trump downplayed the coronavirus when he knew in his own words, by the way, this is this is not me saying it, mm-hmm. when he knew that it was more dangerous. But he downplayed it because he was trying to play to a certain group of people instead of doing what he knew was right. Which is expected because they're the ones who got him into office. And who are we trying to get into office? Hmm. That's it. And I'm going to say more of this. Um, Auntie Ellen says this. They will act in harmony with Christian fellowship. They will not wear political badges, but the badge of Christ. Amen. And that is something that we need to make sure that when we're talking about politics, it gets very heated and people get very upset. But if you find yourself getting really heated and really upset, maybe you need to rethink your political leanings. Because when I find myself getting really upset, am I upset about things that are Christ-like or am I getting upset about things that I'm trying to protect in this kingdom. Partisan politics only causes division and only causes strife. There's another quote, but I lost it, so I can't read it, but that's basically what she said, is all it does is cause strife and divisions. Because it's man-made. Right. And by the way, Christ did not pray before he went to the cross, let them be divided on the important things. He said, let them be united. And so that is what we're striving for on the Diversity on a Hill podcast. We're diverse, but we're striving for unity in Christ. And as we come to this political season, we just want to give you food for thought. Vote if you feel like it's important. By the way, the early church said sometimes you shouldn't vote. That's right. what the early church believed. Um, that, that's, that's for you to decide whether you should or not. But vote if you, sh- if you feel like you should vote. But make sure that you're doing it from a biblical perspective that is taking the kingdom of heaven into consideration and not our own. Amen. Yeah, I completely agree. And I can't add anything more except let us hear from you. Yeah. Diversity on a Hill, 
at gmail.com diversity with a c mm -hmm. and uh we really want to hear what you have to say hit us up on instagram it's also at diversity on a hill yeah. and if you find this uh podcast at all interesting spread the word we'd like more people to listen to it we'd like some interaction and i even say this hey if any of you are ever interested in being on the podcast we'd love to talk to people who who especially who differ from us we'd love to have these conversations um, so go ahead and send an email to us. And if we can make it work, we make it work. If not, well, we're sorry. Yep. <laughs> so until we hear from you, let me have a word of prayer and then we'll uh, go ahead and wrap it up. So, Lord, you know, again, a tough conversation where we're being challenged to question why we do what we do. And we want to just emphasize the fact that we want to do what you want us to do. We want to align ourselves with you, every aspect of our lives to reflect your will, your mission, which is to save mankind. Mm -hmm. So give us the strength to stand. Give us the strength to be different. Give us the strength to lift you up so that you can draw everyone to you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listen. listening. <laughs> this is PJ. Grace and peace, and I'm out. This is PK. Many blessings. Many blessings.